Hey y'all, hey, welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences as three Black women on this amazing journey of living our best life, trying to support each other as we figure out this ghetto world of adulting. I am joined by my amazing co-host, Nay and Sunny D. Hey honeys, I'm Nay, your virtual homegirl who thoughts on almost any and everything. Also, full-time parent, and sometimes you may hear my little one in the background of this podcast. Lo siento, I am sorry. To me, adulting is a game of whack-a-mole. Once you think you have one thing conquered, something else pops right up. Hey everyone, it's Sunny D. And to me, adulting is choosing to be your best self while that laundry piles up and the dogs chew on your good shoes. Yo, this is your girl, Nakai, and I'm your host of Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I randomly burst out in song, Love Ice, and think adulting is a beautiful storm of I get to do what I want to do mixed with what the hell did I sign up for? Thanks for joining us. Now let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Boomer Podcast, where we deliver entertaining, educational, and some inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting. Y'all, we're in African-American Music Month. Doom, doom, doom. We excited? Yes, we are. Okay, ladies. So I'm curious to know how you engage in self-gratification this week. I, as I mentioned this past week, a couple of weeks, I've been throwing myself back into my Sims game and downloading all the mods and stuff. So I'm continuing to enjoy that and creating commentary and stories to go along with the hot mess chaos that is happening within this game. Um, so that just brings me a lot of gratification. I also thoroughly enjoy planning trips that I may or may not take like in detail. Don't ask me why. I thoroughly enjoy it. A little bit of crumble and going on more cruises. So that's what, that's all the, the self-gratification I've been having. You know, that's PG-13. So mine has looked like ignoring my body type and my metabolism and eating beef and cupcakes yeah like the red meat and the carbs are not my friends but this week we have been besties because sometimes you just need to lean in most times you need to lean in for me uh <laughs> And for me, I would say self-gratification, how I engaged in it this week was I like honey buns and I like smash like three of them in a day, which is horrible. <laughs> but and yes, they were warm. I was just going to say the black lady, black cafeteria lady at my elementary school, she used to make the best homemade honey buns. See, you said that before and I'm still waiting on that recipe. <laughs> So I can make my own honey buns because baby, let me tell you the warmness and amazingness of a good honey bun. It's great. So that's how I engage in self-gratification this week is having my honey buns. And I was so excited and I loved it and I'm here for it. And y'all can't tell me nothing else because they they were the bum. Don't judge me, judge your mama. And with that, we are going to get into our either or. So for a month and with every single outfit, no matter the type of outfit, either you are wearing pantyhose or you're wearing a full body Spanx outfit. And for the young people who don't know what pantyhose are... They are itchy for me. They were itchy. You had to wear them when you go to church. They got caught on everything. You get runs in them. You have to put clear nail polish on, a stop or run. Or if you have a grandma that's, or yeah, a grandparent or someone in your family that's over what, 70, 75, 80 that still wear pantyhose, you'll know it. It's the, it's the thing that they put on to make their legs shimmer. Not shimmer. Some of them do have a little like reflection situation going on. Okay. 
these two options, I will gladly, well, maybe not gladly, I'll choose the pantyhose option because they're not as thick. It's a bit thinner. It's a bit more flexible. I think a bit more comfortable. I don't like wearing any sort of shapewear for extended periods of time and especially on an everyday basis. The time that I do wear shapewear, it comes off a few hours later into, like if enough people have seen me in whatever outfit I'm wearing, I'm like, all right, I can go to the bathroom and take this off, put it in my purse because I can't breathe and it's hindering me eating all the things that I want to eat. So I'll take the pantyhose because that's easier to get on and off than a full body of like Spanx. Mm-mm. So I have a question. If I'm wearing like a mini dress skirt option, does that mean I still have to wear the Spanx that got the legs that come down to the floor? Or is it full body for whatever the outfit is? Yeah, welcome to Nay. <laughs> Always on brand. <laughs> Um, we're going to say full body, which equals all the way to the floor. I didn't know they had different variations of this. So we're going to go with what my brain said first is the full body. Yeah. Cause you can get the ones with the little shorts oh, I and the ones that like spaghetti straps or the ones that are like halter top or sleeveless or the ones that look like the one piece bathing suit. You know, they be hooking up the girlies for whatever they outfit need. I, I think know. now they even got like cutouts on the side. If you got a little peekaboo action going on. <laughs> so you can be in the peekaboo dress with spanks. Hey, get it right, get it tight. I like this. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, dang, how many people out here just wearing spanks and I don't know it? Okay, let me stop. All of, all of them. So we gonna act like this conversation never happened and I'm gonna go with the idea that was in my head because I like that better. And I'm gonna say full body spanks outfit, mostly because I'm not big, but I got a bad booty. And I just need something that's gonna like smooth and suck in the excess skin because having a baby, my abs didn't quite go the way they were supposed to go back together. So I just need something for a little tightening and everything in that area. But other than that, I'm fine. So I don't think the Spanx would be like cutting off your circulation tight. But then pantyhose, my mama used to get mad at me every Sunday because I was taking them off in church. No bathroom or nothing, just in the sanctuary, preacher preaching, and I am taking off. And she's looking over like, girl, you not Yep, sure did. You should have known before you put me in these. So I'm going with the full body for whatever the outfit I'm in calls for full body Spanx. I'm not changing my answer. However, comma, I did just find out not too long ago that the brand Spanx actually has like clothing that you can wear. Some of them have like shapewear type features, functionality and stuff, but they actually like they have jeans, like they actually have real clothes that you can wear, which is a new discovery that I've made. I'm still keeping my pantyhose because you didn't capitalize Spanx. So I just took that as like general shapewear, but FYI, Spanx actually has clothes. And they have a men's line. That's good to know. I didn't know any of that. My answer, I was going to say full body Spanx, no matter what because pantyhose and my sensitive skin, I hate it because I will be the one that will be scratching like crazy. Similar to Nate, I literally would take them off. But when I was a kid, I never wore dresses unless you had to force me in them. And so the pantyhose was a no no for me. And one, because I had the pantyhose that, you know, they just didn't stop. They covered your feet. It's it's a thing. Like they they didn't just let us be. (laughs) 
<laughs> you were trying to mode us. But I hate, hated pantyhose growing up. So for me, I would do this full body spank. And plus, I didn't even think about like, if they have just different clothes that will always keep me looking tight and right, then yes, bring it on. Bring them on. Also, the shapewear is so weird. Like you have to find the ones that are going to do what you need it to do that are comfortable and actually fit your body type. I didn't realize there were so many different options with There's shapewear. There's so many now. But back in the day, it used to be a good old girl when you gone about your business. Mm-hmm. But now there's so many different types of shapewear that do, like some have built-in bras, like some are like the longer shorts and some of the shorter ones or some are thongs. Like they have so many different ones nowadays, but they're so expensive. Yeah. Like $60, $75, $90 mm-hmm. for shapewear and it still rolls down or it's still cutting off XYZ or rolls up <laughs> depending on what it is. It's just like, it's not comfortable. I would gladly take some painting on. Yeah, full disclosure, I've never worn shapewear but I'm interested. It does what it needs to do. Like they're great for smoothing out, you know, bumps and dimples and just making you just look like a smoother figure, whatever shape that figure is. But just some of them also aren't made very well. And it's, you got to go through a lot of them to figure out what it is. Also have some coins because you're going to pay for it regardless of if they're a good, like made or if they are terrible. I'm going to ask this question and then we can move on. So do y'all think like celebrities and stuff have shapewear because like when they going on and everything there they don't have it's like all smooth and beautiful absolutely absolutely Absolutely. two or three spanks at a time yes yes how they pee they don't either a they don't some shapewear does because i do have like they have the pee that does have like the split you can just go but that's also assuming you're not wearing underwear because it's even underwear you got to pull that aside plus like it's just a lot but yeah, some a lot of them are wearing multiple shapewears at a time. Ooh, that's too I much. Know. Well, we all girls around here. Even with the little split, like I've had lingerie with the little split. And I don't know if my parts ain't built like everybody else's part, but it's a lot you gotta like part Open up. to make sure mm-hmm. you don't get no <laughs> splash residue. Back or, or yes, on them little slits. Like them slits ain't loyal. Ain't loyal. True story. Oh man. Okay. So with that, y'all know we do a quote of every single episode and so today's quote is i wish you will listen closer to the songs i play because the lyrics speak the words i failed to say and this is by unknown boy if this don't take me back to middle and high school sitting on the phone playing song lyrics to whoever you was crushing on or whoever on the phone with you because you feel like you ain't got the words to convey but y'all both just having two hour conversations passing like snippets of songs back and forth oh memories yeah I was thinking like mixtape vibes making this is back in the day you guys we had cassettes once upon a time so making little mixtapes to give to your friends to give to like your boo thing or whoever you was crushing on like Nay said those were the things I agree with this in some cases not in all cases but I do think that the music that I listen to speaks to the mood or the mental space that I'm in at the time, because it's not necessarily everything that I want to say if I'm listening to like, like, I don't know what back that ass up is going to say about me, except for the fact that like, I'm in a mood, I'm in a vibe and I'm, I'm jamming, right? Like there's nothing really introspective about that from the 99 to the 2000, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of times though, if you listen to the music that I'm saying, they are 
are formulated into things that I would like to articulate that I'm not the greatest at articulating in that moment. And then I can look, listen to another song and that moment has passed. So depends on the mood. Okay. I like that. I look at it because I like the lyrics of like basically what you said. Cause I think before they put it to music, it's poetry. So that's the beauty. <laughs> That's the beauty of like the lyrics to me is like, basically like what y'all both said is like, I'm trying to tell you something, but I don't have the words, but this song has the words of everything I'm trying to say. So I'm going to read you the lyrics, but yeah. Or like how back in the day when you were trying to learn a song and again, they already told you we had cassettes or if you had that new CD player and you had a CD where you can do pause and play versus like rewind and play when you were having to write, learn back in the day of how to write the lyrics. And so it'll be, it'll play. Okay, pause, let me write that. Rewind, play. Okay, pause, let me write that. It was a whole, you have to dedicate it days to learning the song. But then once you got it, no one could tell you anything. That reminds me of the, back in the days when they had CDs. I think they still technically make CDs, but not the way that they used to. When you can actually take the CD cover out and unfold it, and there are all the lyrics to the songs are in the CD cover, which made it a lot easier than having to press play and pause and write things down. And then you realize the lyrics you thought you heard are actually not the lyrics that were written. That's a whole other thing. But actually getting like the lyrics down to a song is, those were good times. You don't really do that too much anymore, I don't think. See, this is why I still know the words to Love is Blind by Eve and Hey Ma by Cameron and Dipset. This stuff right here. Jay, that was a good song. Love is Blind. Oh, that video. Ooh, Eve, we miss you. Come on out with some new music. What are you doing? With that million billionaire. And that new baby living her best life. Listen, I'm here for it. Go ahead and you worked your butt off to get where you are. Go ahead and enjoy that soft life. Enjoy for us too, because we coming. So yeah, so I really like music and how like the lyrics and stuff can speak to you and things like that. And so like even for today, ladies and gent and audience, we're excited that y'all are in on this conversation today because we are talking about someone that's freaking amazing. They, in my opinion, she is an icon. Like she is a goat and... And I don't feel like she gets all her credit. Maybe she, y'all think she does. I don't feel like she gets all of it, but we are speaking of Miss Lauren Hill and how this album is timeless, which y'all, I had to, I got corrected on it because I called it the X Factor album. But apparently that's not what it's called. I'll let Nay and Sunny D let y'all know the real name of it. But in my mind, I'm going to refer to this as my favorite X Factor album by the great Lauren Hill. So ladies and gentlemen, y'all know that this album is entitled The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And it is her first and only studio album. So there, there we go. Um, but I really like this album because I feel like, and y'all let me know about just like the songs and everything on this album, or do y'all have like a favorite song on this album? Yes. So my favorite song on this album is Deep Cut because I don't think it was a radio single, but to Zion. And it is in fact a song that she wrote about her little one. And even before I knew it was about her little one, and even before I had a little little one just as a youngster it was so powerful and it seemed so heartfelt and it just spoke to me maybe 
has spoke to the future mommy in me. I, there are several pieces of music on this album that I enjoy, but I really like Nothing Even Matters. I love the tempo. I love the melody. I just like the mood that it encompasses for some reason. Like there, like I said, a lot that I could listen to over and over again, but every time I hear that song, I'm like, this is such a good song. I should hear it more often. But y'all took my favorite, so I'll go with my third. It's the um, Forgive Them Father. And it's like, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And y'all, I never said I was a singer or anything like that. So don't come for me when y'all be like, girl, this girl can't sing. But I really love that song because for me, I think of like, dang, she was so spiritual and in tune. Because I think of like, when I think, when I hear this song, for me, I'm like, forgive them, Father, because I know they know what they're doing. But I have to be like, okay, Nakai, like you always have to think the best intentions versus the worst. But I really like that is my third favorite song on this one because they took my other two, y'all. I actually think there's a lot of spirituality through like throughout the album as a whole because I feel like you like you can hear it in Nothing Even Matters. You can hear it in Everything Is Everything. You can hear it in like I Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. Like you can hear it in a lot of these songs that she has put on this album. And I think that speaks to a lot of who she is as an artist but maybe even a little bit as a person because I feel like with artists we never really get the chance to know who they are but we do get exposed to some of the most inner parts of themselves. I agree with that and I think this is why to me this album is so relatable and timeless because she literally gave you a look into her life her perception her spirituality but also what was going on for her at that time and loop back to Zion when we think of this song for her to be so young and faced with the decision of do you want your career or do you want your child like because they basically told her you cannot have both so which one do you want the most and to think about all these people around her like Lauren understand this decision you're about to make like if you have this kid you won't have the life that you want right and I think of like us even as adulting it may not be like making a sacrifice of having abortion or making a sacrifice of not having a kid but like how much are we sacrificing to get to quote unquote our ideal life or our dreams or things like that and that song to me is so powerful because it's timeless like it literally is timeless it can go with any situation it sucks that it seems as if women are the only ones that have to choose like I didn't make this baby by myself I mean this is why I say time and time again if reincarnation is real I want to come back as a dad because listen the bar sometimes is in hell for achievement and responsibility dang that is good that is a good good question of why are women the only one that have to choose versus a man who doesn't have to carry the baby who doesn't have to worry about if you are present or not because you get the option to just walk on out like (laughs) i don't it just it's frustrating to think about that man can we cue tupac and keep your head up perfect song right now now i was just gonna switch gears a little bit and talk about how yes in some you know circles lauren hill is underrated but i don't think people give her her flowers on just how much of a lyricist she is like yes we talk about her being a singer 
But like so many women, you never hear her in most people's top five. And she is most definitely a lyricist. Like she held her own in the Fugees. Matter of fact, she might've held more than her own because not only could she rap, she could sing. But I think sometimes we look at her as sister act Lauren Hill and the singer and not about how the woman's flow was nice like she should be up there I mean like the lyrics to do up that thing is the first thing that comes to mind when you mention that like you sit and listen to the lyrics of that song she was speaking a whole word and her flow throughout it especially the mix between like the rap and the singing like we talking like a double-edged sword here that's that's beyond skill that's beyond talent yeah and even one of my favorite songs so another song on my top five was lost ones and just when that beat comes in that boom 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 like I love this song like it kind of gets me hype a little bit which probably is because the background of it says that it was written to an ex following a breakup and it's her chance to release everything on her chest after previously keeping a dignified silence how many times has women do we do that we try to put on you know the brave face try to rise above and put on this face of I'm not phased or to get crazy is beneath me meanwhile when we get with our girls we let all of the crazy and ugly hang out and talk about everything we wish we could say to them but we don't like I I love that song yeah and then I think of like her as a lyricist and thinking of um I don't know if y'all listen to this song um the final hour and like she literally comes in and, and like spits such a beautiful verse and like not only is she a lyricist but she's a wordsmith because you have to understand words to be a lyricist but you to put them together in such a beautiful way it's like ah, that's a beautiful skill to have but I love this one only because <laughs> I like when she just comes out and she's like yo I treat this like my thesis well-written topic broken down into pieces I was like oh come on like she's just so freaking amazing but yeah I love that and when you were talking about how like with us women right we will vent to our friends be like oh this is the stuff I really wish I could have said I think like she gives this beautiful insight to like us of like hey I forgot I forgot what song it is maybe it's doo-wop or that thing that thing and how she was just talking to like the young women and men about like your future of like wearing nails or hair like oh thank you it's the same song my bad of like wearing hairs like Koreans and uh hair like Koreans and things like that it's like man she was so before her time or I was actually thinking about this like was she so before her time or was since she was on the east coast and we were in the south like we just got it like does that make sense it makes sense but I think it's a notion of there's nothing new under the sun so so the Eurocentric ideal of beauty has always been either desired or pushed to the forefront. Like we came in this country being told that our features were not attractive. Nobody would want them and everything else. So we're only now getting the just doing the shine for our features. Conveniently, it's our features on people who don't have our same melanin and deep skin tone, but I digress. So yeah, I don't think it's a matter of it's a different coast I think this is just the same thing that we've always had to fight as a culture we just might have been too young to realize that the fight was going on well thank you
And I agree. So what song have y'all, like, if y'all had to pick one of her songs from this album today, that would be like, yeah, this is a good one that helped me through, or can that help me through my little adulting journey? What song would y'all say that would be for you? That is a question, isn't it? It's probably, probably just because I like Can't Take My Eyes Off of You, but I feel like everything is everything. Like, that's everything. <laughs> so I think one of the songs that was foundational for my young adulthood was X Factor, going through a multi-year <laughs> off and on again relationship in college and probably 90% of these lyrics could be a description of our relationship like pushing me away coming back out of the blue acting like nothing has happened me being so head over heels and love that I'm taking any scrap of attention or care or consideration that they were giving me. Meanwhile, I'm the biggest cheerleader support system for them. Conveniently, years later, they admit all that ish. See, y'all guys ain't ish. I'll be knowing stuff and then be admitting it after the fact, but I digress. But that was a very foundational relationship for me, especially because it happened at such a relatively young age and he was older not like predatory older, but he was a good like five years older than me. So yeah, that brings back memories. I see. <laughs> For me, I would say mine is nothing even matters. And this was pivotal of having to really understand like, y'all, life is life and nothing really does matter. <laughs> I know that sounds really bad and morbid, but truly at the end, like we really have to, we make, we make moments. And when I heard this song of like how she was saying, I think it, I think it was like either her verse or D'Angelo verse when he was like, I think it was D'Angelo where he was like, I don't need an alcohol. Your love make me feel 10 feet tall. And it goes back to like, nothing even matters. It's like this moment, like this moment right here is the only thing that matters because everything else is distraction or noise. And so for me, I really love this song because it just keeps reminding me of like, life can be lifing, but remember a lot of it doesn't matter. Just stick to those moments that you really love that you can drift to see to but overall like she said nothing even matters I think I'm I think that's the wrong tune now and just looking back over these lyrics I am reminded at how big on imagery these songs are like you not only hear them but you see the words and not only do you see the words if your brain processes things like I see them you see them in technicolor like it's vivid. I mean, some of it is metaphoric, like she does have a good wordplay, but a lot of this is simple to see. Like, what is it? Now the skies could fall, not even if my boss should call the world that seems so very small or your love, I don't need alcohol. Your love make me feel 10 feet tall. Like without it, I'll go through withdrawals. Like you know alcoholics, if they don't have alcohol, they go through withdrawals. Like I love the imagery, like make me think, paint a picture. And that's the beauty of, in my opinion, like music at this time is that they painted those pictures, right? Because I don't remember, and maybe I do. I don't remember ever seeing a video, like a music video to this song. Maybe y'all did. I don't, I know. I 
don't remember ever seeing a music video to um, Nothing Even Matters. But just like you said, like, man, you not only painted this picture, but you brought me into your world. Like you really, I could close my eyes and I could feel everything. And now you have gotten me on a different vibration of like, man, it truly is. Nothing really matters. But with that, my question for y'all is, what's the realest song do y'all feel like she made on this album? And I say realest, meaning it really cultivates what adulting really is in our little life of journey. I feel like everything is everything does that for me. Like one of the past, like the intro lyrics that it is, but like once you get into the verse, she has a question like, who made these rules? I am so confused. If that ain't adulting, I don't know what else is because I be lost on a regular basis, like for real. And speaking back to the imagery, like I like when you first hear the song and you hear kind of like that record scratch noise, like I immediately remember the video of like a giant, like the whole neighborhood or the whole world within this video is on like this giant record. Like the imagery is so insane the way that not only the lyrics are written, but how the videos on the songs that she has videos for were also interpreted. Like it puts you right there in whatever that world is that she's created. But I feel like that particular song is, at least for me, like the epitome of going through adulting, figuring out who am I, what's what, what's real, what's not, what do I want to partake in, and what do I want to leave behind? I could see that. I definitely could see that because I know she, and then this is why this is timeless. Because in her first verse, she says, I wrote these words for everyone who struggles in their youth, who won't accept deception instead of what is true. It seems we lose the game before we even start to play. And for me, that is powerful because if we're looking at adulting, and yes, audience, you already know we're three Black women, we're playing a game that we've already lost before we started to play, right? Like, which isn't fair, but also understanding that like every single human being are going, y'all, we're going to struggle through our youth. We got to figure it out. But if you have, hence a blueprint um, <laughs> how to guide you, it's a lot easier, but we don't have that. Or for us specifically, we already talked about that in our blueprints. For me, I would say one of the songs that I think helped me, and I would say is truly like a nice adulting song that would highlight a lot of stuff of different things is doo-wop or <laughs> I think it's doo-wop or also called that thing but she even goes into like breaking it down of like <laughs> and this is like when we're young and we dating you know and she's like it's been three weeks since you were looking for your friend the one you let him hit and never called you again remember when you were talking about something about the Benjamins you act like he was hearing but you really didn't trim baby girl respect is just the minimum that part <laughs> when I say that lyric respect is just the minimum is timeless where you are whether you are 10 15 30 45 50 100 respect is just the minimum and for me I like doo-wop because I felt like she was literally getting in everybody's ass and like telling y'all like I'm not being rude like I'm trying to educate y'all like I'm trying to be the auntie I'm trying to give y'all the the game that they not giving y'all but you got to understand if you're a lyricist you get it but if you just listen like oh this is a hit okay let me too let me talk to this you missed the whole entire point once again I think the song that I like and maybe my adulting is lost ones only because she talked her ish 
in that song. Like miscommunication led to complication. My emancipation don't fit your equation. I was on the humble, you on every station. Someone played young Lauren like she done, but remember not a game new under the sun. Everything you did has already been done. I know all the tricks from bricks to Kingston. Like don't come at sis. Sis already sees what you're doing. You moving foul and flagrant. And she's like, no, I was trying to be good. I was trying to be humble. And you want to come stupid. So now I got to hand you your biz. That's adult thing to me. Like, I know my worth. I know what I'm going to tolerate. So you coming at me with something that ain't right. You trying to put me in a box. You trying to keep me down. Nah, I'm blowing all this up. So maybe I'm a little bit more late, Michael, early Malcolm. (laughs) In the way I feel adulting. Like, no, I've been oppressed for too long. Now I'm just blowing everything up. You're like, I am coming out and I'm ready. And if y'all ain't ready, fuck (laughs) y'all. I mean, she also talks about guns blazing. I mean, this said what she said, and I'm here for it. So do y'all feel like all these songs still have a huge impact today? So like if the younger generation will listen to it, do you think like you could see one of these songs going viral or a new TikTok dance or like most of them coming back in rotation with the younger generation? I feel like I would feel some type of way if I saw any song from this album on freaking TikTok and in a TikTok dance. I think I'd probably be in my feelings i'm not gonna lie however comma this album lauren hill in general is one of those albums that's like they still hold true even now and maybe it's because this came out back in the day when we were younger and we've kind of grown through adulthood and heard these songs and know these lyrics and all that kind of stuff and maybe they mean something more like differently to us now maybe we feel them more intensely now as adults than we did when they first came out but I feel like even people younger than us and a generation after us can listen to these songs and still find something to relate to and find some truth and realness within these lyrics. But yeah, I'm gonna have a real problem if I see a little white girl dancing to do out that thing. I'm gonna be in my feelings. Are these songs that the kids nowadays need to listen to? Of course. Are they songs that I think they gonna be listening to? Nah. They over here listening to Coyle Ray talk about Gross's Place too, which is a bop, but that's what they own. They're not really on this too much, especially on this, I think for uh, a female voice. If so, so Rhapsody and who Shay Noir and some of those lyricists would be more shine than they do. Thank y'all for that. And for me, I kind of feel similar of like the younger generation. I mean, they're different. <laughs> different and I'm sure the generation before us said that about us but this young gener- this younger generation I don't know what what who made y'all but y'all different in a in a good way some in some ways but yeah I do feel like they would not appre- they wouldn't have the same appreciation for Lauren Hill as we do and with that Sunny D and they just transitioned us into the person we are highlighting today for Moments of Melanation which is Lauren Hill Moments of Melanation. Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting. Is Lauren Hill an icon? Lauren Hill is a cultural and political icon. 
a shape-shifting musical and literary being that will forever touch souls with her creativity. From her years with the Fugees to her solo opus, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, there will only ever be one of her. Why is The Miseducation of Lauren Hill so iconic? In 1998, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill made history, a debut record that claimed space in hip-hop culture for Black feminism and remains significant today. Lauren Hill's lyrical themes broke the silence of Black feminist issues in hip-hop and claimed unprecedented power in space. Hill was self-actualizing before our eyes, proving at just 22 years old that she was a Black magic woman capable of anything at the time, when few believed in believed female artists, especially those in the hip-hop world, could do anything and sell millions of records. No, I love this because... <laughs> She is like she came in and she literally pioneered the way for a lot of female artists like rap and singing, which I don't think, again, why she doesn't get all her credit and her flowers like she's paved the way for a lot of y'all to actually be able to sing and rap both ways. Yeah, I just feel like she was before her time. And I love, love, love Lauren Hill. I really ideally would love to see you in concert. Hopefully, I don't know if you're doing concerts anymore. But I would love to see you in concert. But apparently with these side eyes that are going on, I don't know if I want to see you in concert, but I still have it on my life activity to-do list to see you in concert. So, yeah. You're not going to see that concert because she's going to be about two, three hours late and you're going to go home. So you ain't going to see that concert. So similar to Erica Badu? Hey, you leave Fat Billy Bella, Fat Billy Bella alone now. We will not have no Erica Badu slander on this podcast. Not a slander if it's a fact. <laughs> But since we're talking about uh, Lauren Hill, <laughs> have y'all been to one of her concerts or what do y'all even think of her just being I, this beautiful young icon? I have not been to a Lauren Hill show. I've always enjoyed Lauren's music. I enjoyed her when she's in the Fugees. I enjoyed her features on other artists' albums, like when she was on um, John Legend's first album. Um, they did a song together, which I thoroughly enjoy. But you said somewhere in here says black magic woman, which is what my daddy used to call BMWs. And I always, <laughs> I always had that in my mind. And I think that that's so like true for the amount of talent to come out of a 22 year old. You know what I was doing at 22? Not writing a miseducation of Lauren Hill because how, how sweet, like that's insane. To, and also to be that like conscious about the world and about life in general at that age, is like that's a gift that is a big gift and I love her music I just love her artistry and it's so real you're not gonna get a full you know Beyonce type situation when you go to her shows and you listen to her music like she's speaking real life and that's what I absolutely love about her so in popular opinion does Lauren Hill get her flowers I don't think so is she underrated in a lot of conversations yes would I consider her an icon? Maybe not, but Girl, just, don't make me come for you. Hey, we are all entitled to our own opinions. The views that I espouse are nays and nays alone. You are entitled to your own beliefs, just like I am entitled to mine. But I feel like her worldview is kind of shaped by her upbringing. Her parents are Haitian. She's the daughter of an English teacher and a computer consultant father. I feel like with that kind of environment, you gonna get a more enriching, more holistic view of the world than random people. But yeah, kudos to Elle Boogie. She great. Oh, the deep breath that I had to take. <laughs> 
because she did one song that I don't know if y'all heard. It's called Peace of Mind. And I saw it on YouTube and she was playing, but she got real intimate with her uh, audience uh, during this song or during this performance. And I thought it was like amazing. Kind of like what you said, Sunny D, is that she to have this worldview, right? And then again, now that we know her environment of what she grew up in, to be that person at that young of age, to have so much insight. And you're trying to give it out, give it out, give it out. But then realizing that you are, unfortunately, at 22, you're an outlier because most 22 year olds aren't thinking that way. And you're trying to educate your peers, your people and everything. But they're like, no, 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 let's toss, throw that ass in a circle. Right. And <laughs> to know that, like, you put your your heart out and that it's timeless, that no matter what, how many, how no matter what age I'm going to be, if I listen to these songs, I'm gonna be like, dang, that's just good music. And so with that, um, we'll end this episode with an affirmation. And today's affirmation is, I grow naturally and everything will be a beautiful garden by Sabrina. I don't know how to say her last name, but she's a singer. Claudia. So guys, you know, we come up with all of the content, but this is y'all's podcast too, at, to some extent. So please, if you have any other topics that you want us to delve more into, any topics you want to hear our takes on, because you know, we keep it popping hot out for here, email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or hit up that little drop box on our website at whereismyblueprintpod.com. Once again, you can email us at wmbpod at protonmail.com or drop us a little comment, a little note, a little suggestion at whereismyblueprintpod.com. Thank you, Nate. So with that, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Episode drops every Wednesday. Um, listen to the blog for all naysays at whereismyblueprintpod.com, whereismyblueprintpod.com. And Lauren, if you ever hear this, we <clears throat> are giving you your flowers because you are an icon. Okay, we are over. Bye. Bye. Oh, peace out. Thank you.